Happy Monday Church family, and praise God for another word over this past weekend. This week I want to share with you what the strength of our faith really is, and why sometimes if we haven't received the revelation of it yet, it can be so hard to operate in the fullness of boldness even if we're being intentionally Spirit-led. In the past I've talked about faithfulness and what it looks like in both of its forms, personifying faith, and the importance of our pleas when we're praying in faith. But do we really know where our faith comes from? Hebrews 11:1 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. James 2:14 says in part that faith without works is dead, and Matthew 25:23 says in part that he who is faithful over a few things shall be ruler over many. As I was making my notes for this week and waiting on God, behind the scenes look half the time he will give me the title and nothing else for a few days while it sits in my spirit. I kept coming back to Proverbs 24 and I couldn't figure out how it fit into it. The only thing God told me was to wait until Sunday. So I did. I pushed aside all the questions I had jotted down, and just waited. So yesterday rolls around and the Lord is good and Pastor Ramanet preaches on, you guessed it, expanding our faith. But even as I came home, overjoyed with so many of the blessings and open doors, I didn't really get it. I didn't understand what the strength of our faith really was. So I looked at my notes again. This is what I had written, Psalms 42? Held captive by hope? God lifting us beyond our troubles? Ministering through pain? Proverbs 24? God stopped me, and I heard Him say, you're looking at the wrong things. These things are just the evidence of your faith. Not the source. It's been said before that everyone has faith in something, but not everything is the right thing to have faith in. People have faith in the news reporters that they watch to deliver them information in a non-biased way, people have faith in the wind to blow at just the right force to cool them on a hot afternoon, and people have faith in themselves. But what tells these people that their trust in these things is well-placed? Is it personal experience or second-hand stories of times that had worked for other people? What, church, made them believe that their convictions could be trusted? The Bible says in Proverbs 24 that by wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. We know that our house is built upon the wisdom of God, but could it be that we're still getting revelation of the understanding that establishes us? Since Thursday, I've been re-reading that one proverb every single day, several times a day. A few weeks before this, it had stood out to me that God says later on in this chapter that by wisdom you shall wage your own war. How amazing would it be to be so close to the heartbeat of God that you just know the wars that He is calling you to fight, and you just know that He will back you up in it. Pastor Cox had asked us one time in a message that if we knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that God would back us up, what would we do for Him? And then he told us something that I have never forgotten, and forgive me if I paraphrase here, the reality is that he has already given this promise. He has already given the command to go out and preach the gospel and heal the sick. Why would a general tell his troops to move into position if he would not be there with them? It is this knowledge of the promises of God, this understanding of His Word and the nature of a being that cannot and will not lie, it is in this that we find the strength of our faith. His Word is absolute and fails us not. He is righteous and holy and never-ending, the same yesterday, today and forevermore, the I am that changes not. He is the rock upon which all else stands and the rock we stand upon when all else fails. He is holy and He is just, and in Him we have every assurance and every blessing that is of the Kingdom. Let me ask you something. If it were not for the promise of God being with us in the fire, how would we ever have the faith to pray in our trials? Every single time we put our own pain aside for the benefit of others, we have the strength of the promises of God reminding us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Every time we keep praying for our prodigals and refuse to be discouraged by the seeming lack of change we have the strength of His Word behind us, reminding us that His Word does not return to Him void. 
So let me ask you. What is the strength of your faith? Is it the promises of a holy God? Is it the understanding of who He is? Is it the surety and the absolute infallibility of His Word? Now let me ask you something else. What are you going to do with your faith now that you know where its strength lies? It says in His Word that faith without works is dead, and I used to struggle against that. But now I know that if we truly have faith in God, we are going to be moving, and changing, and shaping His kingdom for the glory to come. And if we do nothing, do we really have faith in Him at all? A righteous man falls seven times but gets back up again. How many times are we willing to fall in pursuit of His calling, and in the purpose He has given us all? How many times are we going to pray for that prodigal, knowing, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that nothing is set in stone and that there is yet a little time to reach them? This week I challenge you to have the faith of the centurion and let your lips prophesy such impossible things that God can't help but to follow you for a change. With His Spirit leading us, and His promises by our side, what will you do? What will I do? As we continue to move forward as one body and pursue a lifestyle of servanthood for the furtherance of His kingdom, we're going to see some pretty amazing changes. In us, in our communities, and in our world. Be blessed and have an amazing week. He is for us always.